it really is a great time for us women to just rise up from the ashes of COVID and despair and all the things that we haven't been doing or the dreams we haven't held captive or the type of parenting we want. And I just think now is our time. I really do. I, 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 I really do believe this is our time. So Hello, and welcome to The Riley June Show. I'm your host, Riley June. On this podcast, you are going to hear weekly episodes from myself or awe-inspiring women taking charge of their reality in all facets of their life. From going back to the basics of holistic health and healing, increasing our financial IQ, motherhood and the dynamics of all that's involved, and equally entrepreneurship, building businesses and running them full-time with our families in tow. This is an all-encompassing podcast for women who value family, healing, and overcoming their inner child wounds and thriving in their lives. I have had the honor of serving hundreds of women across the world over the past half a decade in their self-led healing journeys, as well as startup coaching and spiritual businesses, from technical skills to business knowledge online. It is a passion for me to provide a space where you can come to gain the insight, knowledge, and tangible actions that will help you genuinely move forward and thrive in your life and business now. Here, we value ethical truth, biblical truth, and integral truth, ensuring everything we do is done with the best of intentions, the purest of heart, and always inclined to pleasing God. Join me every Monday to laugh, learn, resonate, and know you truly are not alone. I can't wait to share this weekly podcast with you. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another session. I am so excited to have a very special guest here with us today, Gretchen. Uh, is it Heinen? Is that how I say your last name correctly? Yeah, Heinen. Yep, you nailed yeah. it. Nailed I it, girl. Guess. Oh, I'm getting so good at this. <laughs> um, <laughs> great. So we have Gretchen Heinen here with us today, and I truly feel like this is going to be a conversation that the Lord guides. And so Gretchen, I want to just start off with thanking you so much for being here with us today and and uh, let everybody know who you are and what you do in this world. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for having me. I take every opportunity to, you know, just collaborate with other people like you so seriously because it really is a great time for us women to just rise up from the ashes of COVID and despair and all the things that we haven't been doing or the dreams we haven't held captive or the type of parenting we want. And I just think now is our time. I really do. I, 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 I really do believe this is our time. So thank you for having me. I love that. And I honestly couldn't agree more. I think what's so fascinating is that there is this obvious movement for women to really rise up and to use their voice, but sometimes that can turn into a very distractive um, movement in of itself as well. Thank you. That's so cute. <laughs> um, so I'd love to know from you is first, can you let us know who you are and or just what you yeah. do in the world? And then secondly, I'd love for you to just share what helps you to stay on that course of using your voice with empowerment, but not getting sucked into all the other things that come with that genre, if you will. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I am a 
person who is very passionate about women pursuing income streams and really taking charge of our financial income streams. I'm not into, but I mean, I am a budgeter. I do budget, right? But I'm, I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm really a mentor for women who are like, I know I can earn more. I know I can do more and I need to figure out how to do that. All of us usually do something like in our career space that has been our history, right? And so that's how it was for me. I was a nurse who had one income stream and found myself laying in bed wondering, is my cell phone bill going to bounce my checking account before I get paid on Friday? I don't know if anyone has ever been there, but it's a terrible feeling. And I would lay awake at night, just really trying to figure out all these finances. And I went down the path of like cutting out Starbucks and eating out. And, you know, I did what I could to work on that spending part of my life, but I really never felt like I was truly getting ahead. And so I went after looking at what it would look like to have multiple streams of revenue in my life. And what I found is that that is the fastest path to get yourself into the place that you want to be financially or even just in life, right? Like our finances dictate how our life is lived because the mortgage company does not care how much we share the gospel or how big our heart is. Like they want to get paid. <laughs> and so, you know, we have to really get serious about our income because our income really determines how all of our life is lived. It, it impacts all of our decisions. And so what I do now is have programs that are faith-based that really help women who are ready to make extra income really get serious about that, right? Because that involves a lot of things. It involves sometimes starting a business, sometimes learning about marketing and sales. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. No matter what you're trying to pursue for the income, there's parts of it that are going to have to be related to leading and helping people. And your income is really a measure of the level of the amount of people that you're helping. You know, the more people that you help, usually the higher your income goes. And so there's a lot that goes into it with everything from marketing, sales, leadership, to even just basic business skills, like opening an LLC and managing your business, you know, taxes, stuff like that. So, you know, I have a really holistic program offering and we have a podcast. And so, so that's kind of what I do, but it all started with me being a nurse, you know? So I'm proof that you can radically change your identity and who you are and what you are known for. Because at one point I was just known for being a nurse. Not that there's anything, there's no just about that. That's, you know, that's just where I was. So I'm, I'm a believer that you can become anything that you set out to become, especially if you have God, you know, as the helm. And what was your second question? I forgot it. Sorry. Yeah. So first, I just want to say, I really love where you went with that because I know there's a lot of women in my audience right now who are like, oh, I actually can do something more or else. And mm -hmm. I think that that's so powerful because you recognize that one in the day in which we live, like you said, the mortgage company doesn't care what you do as long as they get paid. And the other thing yes. too is that we can't actually rely on one stream of income because we've watched our economy in the last couple of years specifically become so volatile where if we are relying on somebody else to pay our bills, to give us those work hours, 
we don't actually, those aren't actually guaranteed anymore. And I am a Mm -hmm. huge believer in having multiple income streams because not only does it insulate you from things like when COVID happened, but it also allows you to be able to help other people in a bigger capacity, to be more generous in a bigger capacity and and things to that degree. So I really loved what you shared there. I think it's very beautifully inspiring and also telling that we really truly can do more. And I want to say do more efficiently, not just like hustling mm-hmm. to get there. Oh, um, there's a whole, whole lot to say about that. <laughs> So I want to dig into that, but I first will circle back to the other question that I asked you and is how do you stay on course when it comes to using your voice and, you know, standing up Mm. with empowerment as a woman without getting distracted by all the, I I like to call it the circus of women's empowerment as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know you and I are on the same page about this. Okay. I think we are at least from what I've seen on your social media, but there's two things I specifically do. So I live by the mantra and I didn't make this up. I don't really know who said this or where I first heard it. You cannot create and consume at the same time. So if you are creating something that's going to impact the world, you cannot be consuming the world at the same time. So for me, what this looks like is when I'm in seasons of building new incomes or, you know, working on branding or working on content or working on programs or any of that, I am not scrolling the internet. I am not scrolling Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I actually uninstall the apps off of my phone. There's a lot of content that you can put out there through your desktop. You know, Creator Studio is basically what Meta uses for um, being able to schedule out content. There's tons of different content scheduling apps. You don't actually have to do it from your phone. So I take them off my phone because it's our instinct to get, our brains are trying to save us. They're trying to protect us. You know, they're not intended to make us grow. They're intended to help us survive. I don't know why God created our brains like that because I would be like the first question I ask him, like, why did you create the brain to only care about survival? You know, but your brain is looking for comfort. And so picking up your phone and getting a little dopamine hit every time you check social media or get you know, candy from that addictive scrolling, you know, that is not going to help you to find your voice. It's just going to make you hear what everyone else's voices are. And I like to tell women, think about what you're doing when you're actually looking at social media. You're literally jumping inside the heads of other people and reading their thoughts. That's what you're doing. So if you're trying to create something Why would you spend all of your time inside other people's heads wondering what they're thinking? Like you should be going to your creator and being like, what do you want me to create? What do you have for me? So I would say like, number one is you got to just like unplug yourself from what the world is saying. That would be like my first thing. And then, you know, secondly, like to find your voice and among like the women empowerment I believe that we are creating a bunch of very lost women right now because we are telling them, find it within yourself. It's all inside of you, like self-love, you know, just you have it all. I do believe that we have everything we need, but that's not because it's just there living in us. Well, I guess it is because God deposited it there, but I believe it's because there's a string connecting us to our creator and God is literally like a conduit that is like for that. So it is inside of me because the Bible says that 
he knew me before he created me in my mother's womb. He knew exactly how he was going to create me. He knew exactly what I was going to be doing. And he put all that in my DNA, but connecting to the source of that versus like just trying to use crystals or, you know, tarot cards or all this stuff that we're like getting people really off track with, you know, that's not helping. <laughs> and so I think the second thing, the second piece of that, get on social media and get with your creator and be like, what did you create me to do? What is it that is like so unique about me that I can go and then create and solve a problem with that uniqueness and get paid for it. Like that's all businesses is taking your uniqueness and how you solve problems and helping other people with their problems in exchange for dollars. That's business 101. Are you an online entrepreneur sick of having all the subscriptions to host your experiences that you offer online from email funnels to analytics to see what's really working, your courses, your content, your websites, all the things, and you're looking for a more user-friendly platform to host everything in one place? you're going to want to jump on Kajabi, the number one online entrepreneur platform that allows you to host everything in one place. This all-in-one platform allows you to be able to not only build your business online, but grow your business online. And they have some really fun new features like their communities and app-related community experience. So you can take your Facebook group into a more exclusive place as well as their AI course generator where you can get a clearly defined outline for the program you can't wait to launch and plug in your expertise. Kajabi is my absolute favorite platform. I've been using it for three and a half years now and I have no end in sight when it comes to growing my business online. You can experience 30 days for free with the link in the show notes. And I highly recommend that you check it out if you're not already there. One, it's a great way for you to build in an affiliate option into your business as well. Kajabi makes running your business fun, efficient, and user-friendly. Join today. Oh my goodness. For those of you listening to the audio, I'm literally over here just like nodding my head so frivolously because it's so true. And it's so fascinating because I started with new age spirituality because I wanted to find myself. I wanted to find my voice. I mm -hmm. realized I had all these toxic habits and trauma cycles. And I grew up in a home with, you know, relatively very loving parents. They did the best that they absolutely could. They worked a nine to five job. Um, they were entrepreneurs. You know, they pursued passions of their own. They weren't always present. We had a lot of babysitters, you know, and, and you know, again, they did the best that they could. But mm -hmm. I realized that the more and more that I went through new age spirituality, the more and more lost I was actually getting, because the more that yeah. I was finding myself, the more I was discovering more pain and more trauma. And it got to the point where I was like, to what extent is this actually helping me now? Because now <laughs> there's a part of me that's wanting to heal these relationships with my parents that I didn't realize were subconsciously um, not healthy. But I'm actually starting to find myself resenting them in the guise of I need to love myself more because of this. And it was really mm. interesting because as I continue to pursue, okay, well, what's bigger? What's bigger, better, pure, greater than it all? And, and I grew up Catholic, so I knew it was God. I never knew what God meant to me, but I knew God at least created it all. I wasn't an evolutionist. And um, 
it was it was con- the continuation of seeking the truth and seeking grounding, right? In new age, they talk mm-hmm. about grounding, 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 you know, ground to the earth, ground in your spirit. It's like, okay, but to what extent and to what source are you actually grounding in? And when I continued to be shown, well, the answer is God, the answer is God, the answer is God. And I actually predicated the value of truth on my discovery or the the value of truth in my discovery was most important. I found the Bible and I found Jesus and it actually helped me to become whole, to become grounded, Mm -hmm. to find my voice without needing to continue to understand why I have this bad behavior because of my dad or my mom or this or that. I was like, it was just a, a wholesome experience of bringing me back to me. And from there, I was able to find, you know, the, for what God wants me to create right now. Right. So it's like, it, the other thing mm-hmm. is it's not a destination either. It's a journey of something that's going to evolve over time too. I started a new age and I ended up bringing more faith into the work that I do. Right. So it's, being uh, the ability to adapt. And I found that, especially with new age, that there wasn't an adaptability. It was this constant, Mm -hmm. you need to know, you need to know, you need to know. Okay, but where's the faith? Where's the line? Mm -hmm. Where's that center point, right? And so I'd love to know from you, as you help women find their next step for creating, it's okay, we're okay. As you help women find that next step to bring in financial prosperity, um, how important is building in generosity and charity into the work that you do? Mm. Well, of course, sir, you have to serve before you can earn in any way. You know that, I mean, I would, I would love to say, you know, it, it depends on what you're talking about. Generosity of income. You know, I believe that when we're really, I truly believe that when we're generous with our income, as far as like tithing and things like that, I do, I do personally and have seen that it really does have like a tenfold back. Now I'm not saying you should give money so that God will 10 X your money back. Don't, don't hear me on that. That's not what I'm saying. But I think when you do give, it's like trusting God. It's like, Hey, I'm trusting that like, I'm going to give I'm trusting that as I give this, that it's also meaning that this is what you've asked me to do. You've asked me to give. The Bible talks about tithing and giving. And I know that you're going to take care of me. So it's kind of like an act of faith, I think, when you're like tithing. Okay, so if we're talking about money, that's that's that concept. But if we're just talking about generosity in general, as far as business goes, people will not hand you their wallets (laughs) Okay. For any problem or service until they know three things. Okay. They have to know three things. And I, and I teach this all the time. They have to know that what you're doing works. Okay. And the only way they know what you're doing works is if they see that it's, that it works in other people. So that's like testimonials. It's like, you know, showing that things are working. They have to believe it will work in them. They have to believe that it will work for them, their unique situations, their unique mindsets, all the things, right? And in order to believe that, they have to have believed that because you showed them that. And so that's where generosity really matters. Like your content, everything that you're doing, like all of the ways that you're serving, whether it's a free Facebook group or, you know, if you are educating people, if you're 
um, empathizing with people, if you're encouraging them, like they need to see that you are giving to them and that you have value before they're ever going to give their wallets over to solve a problem. And so to me, being generous isn't just so that you can get someone's money or so that you can tithe so that you can like have God give money to you back. That's not what I believe it is. But I think people forget that it's literally of business is generosity, right? Is like serving. So my word for the year is serve. And I just told God, I was like, I will serve whatever, whether I get paid or I don't get paid, I'm going to serve. And it always works. It always works out. And so if I, you know, give my time a certain place or help someone out or encourage someone and they didn't like pay me as a coach, whatever, I don't care. Like I'm going to serve, you know? And so to me, like that generosity piece for, for growing a business is so necessary. So then the third thing, so I said two things that people will do before they'll give you your wallet. So it's, they have to see that it works. They have to see that it's going to work in them. And they have to, they have to believe it's the next best place for their dollar. Okay. And so we all have decisions about where our dollars are going to go. And there's a lot of things that I would say yes to, but it's not the best next place for my dollar. So I say no to them because the next best place for my dollar is something else that's more pertinent or more pressing, right? Like if my car broke down, that is the next best place for my dollar above all other things, because without my car, I can't get to the grocery store. I can't, that's why I can't go anywhere. That's why when you're selling something, you have to make sure that what you're selling and who you're selling it to is the next best place for their dollar. And that's like getting in front of the right person. You know, that's like making sure you're in the right room. So that circles back to generosity because some people, you know, you're going to be helping and doing things for that. Maybe they're not in the next best place for your dollar. And you know, you're not going to get paid for that thing that you're helping them because that's not the next best place for your dollar, but it's generous to help that person. So it's a little bit of a business take on your question, but you know, that's really what, who I serve. So it's helpful for me to like speak to that person. (laughs) I loved where you went with that because even for, let's say the woman who is not running a business, but is taking charge of her life. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna stand and talk here. That's fine. Yeah, I love that- it. You're, you're bombing it. There we go. All right. Um For the woman who isn't necessarily in business, it's a really great way for her to be able to look at where she's doing things for her own gain, right? And where Mm -hmm. she could take a step back and look at how she can be more of a servant for God's will. I think what's so fascinating about that, and I want to circle back to the business component of it, because what you said was really powerful, is that one thing that I learned turning to the Bible was that it wasn't about my desires. It wasn't about how I was going to get the purse, how I was going to get the house, how I was going to get the cars. It was about how I was going to choose to spend my time in more meaningful ways. And so what you laid out was literally that. And whether it's for business, we can't be naive to believe that our business just doesn't need money to run because it's literally how it runs. Um, But Mm -hmm. that when we lead with that that act of service in our heart first, God will literally always provide. And maybe not in the way that you intend or think, but he will every time. And I can give a testimony to that because when I had my son, 
I was um, right around a couple months before I had him, I realized that I needed to change a lot of what I was doing in business. And that required me to turn off my membership, to turn off some of my programs, to not take on more one-on-one clients until I got clearer about what I thought God wanted of me or what God Mm. was speaking to me to lean into on the other side of pregnancy. And I really had to trust that he was going to provide. And so I continued to serve and I continued to read his word and I continued to pray and have faith. And he dropped $11,000 in my account that I was not expecting. Mm. And that took us till the end of the year. And I just continued to have faith. It wasn't even just like, okay, time's running out, buddy. Like, come on, I need another one of those. (laughs) But it was Mm -hmm. just like, how can I even just continue to share my journey that I'm going through as being a new mom, being in a massive pivot, my entire family relies on my income. So to say, hey, I'm going to close down, you know, quite a few thousand dollars a month in, in revenue that's pretty ballsy to do with a newborn. And, and then again, at the beginning of the year, he brought me another painful client that carries me into, you know, quite a few months into the year. And so it was this act of service and faith and trust and just continuing to do things in a better way each day, one degree shifts at a time, allowed me to see the miracle that he's always going to provide for us. But um, mm-hmm. I can only imagine having the mindset that I did a couple of years ago, expecting me to have to be the one to create that. Me to be mm-hmm. the one who has to love myself more, or do more practices and routines for myself when truly all I did was come down to praying and reading his word and just trying to apply what was coming to me. And so, you know, I think that what you shared was really powerful and equally with the business component you know, having those, um, those very obvious psychological um, breakdowns of how people are going to pay you. So I think Gretchen, what you shared was something that if you are listening and not taking notes, you definitely need to go back and <laughs> take a few notes. And uh, I have two final questions for you, Gretchen, and I'd love for you to let everybody know where they can find you. So the first one is when it comes to the aspect of patience, the aspect of patience in growing Mm. your business. Why is that more important than creating the perfect offer? Mm, Man, well, I don't know if it's more important or not, but (laughs) it's going to be required to create the perfect offer. We'll just say that. Um, The thing that the thing about what at least I've so I've owned businesses for 22 years now. And they've ranged from lots of different things because I believe in multiple income streams. We have, you know, we have income streams in a lot of different businesses and patience is something that feels like you don't need when money's coming in. And when money is not coming in, it feels like it's something you don't have. And so I don't even know like how to answer that question because there are times when the economy or your business structure, like there's, there's things that there's spiritual realm of business, and then there's actual business practices. Okay. And they need to both coexist. But if people, you know, if, 
if I were to always just be like, well, I'm just going to have faith that God's going to make this work out, but then I wasn't actually taking any action or I wasn't doing anything to actually, you know, grow a business based on like actual business principles, it wouldn't work. And then if I was doing the opposite where I had like the actual business principles, but I wasn't including God, which I've done, it can feel very overwhelming. It can feel void. For me, it felt like I was missing something. And so when I combined the two, bringing God into business and doing business practices that, you know, like marketing and sales and actual legitimate things that are required to make a business go. So the action plus the spiritual, which is why I love what you do. um, That's when I think it starts to blend and patience isn't necessarily going to get you there, right? Like what's going to get you there is the right support and the right education and the right action. Like, it's kind of like someone described it to me once as, you know, think of like your business as your left foot is like mindset, spirituality, you know, thinking that sort of thing. And your right foot is action. If you just do spiritual stuff and you just use your left foot, you'll go in a circle going clockwise, right? If you just use your right foot, you're going to go in a circle going counterclockwise, but you have to use both. You have to like take a step with your mindset and spirituality, which to me are the same thing really, because if you're bringing God into it, that he does impact your mind. And then you have to take like an actual business step, you know, which sales, asking for the sale, making sure you have a sales funnel, you know, making sure that you are know, know where clients are coming from, making sure that you solve an actual problem making sure that you are um, going to, you know, going in the right direction of business. And so I don't think that you can just have um, patience. I think you need both patience plus mindset plus action. Like it, you know, it has to all be in sync. And I want to speak to the people who have been at this a while, Okay, because there is something really, really frustrating about being in this space for a long time. And your mind starts to be like, maybe I'm not going to figure this out. Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm just meant to go do something else. Maybe it just has to be like this. Now, this doesn't relate to just business. This could be your marriage, this journey. You know, it could be whatever area of your life, like you're praying for a breakthrough and you've been at it a while. My best advice to someone like that is to change everything about where you are, change who you're hanging out with, change with the rooms you're in, change the programs you're doing, change the people that you're getting help from, change the church you go to. Like if you are stuck, there is a reason you're stuck and those people around you are not helping you. And so you need to literally physically move yourself into a place where there are different people. Every single time I've had a stall, the very first thing I do is make a move. When my husband lost his job, you know, we, the very first thing we did, get him a coach. Most people wouldn't do that. They'd be like, oh, the income's gone. We can't afford a coach right now. I was like, that's exactly what you need right now. Because the last thing that we need is for your mindset to spiral into some unworthiness. Like there's something wrong with you, or we need your mindset super good so that you can land that next thing. Guess what he did? He found a job that's paying him double. Right. And so if you are in a place where patience is what you're relying on, girl, it is time to change rooms. <laughs> oh my goodness. You could not have said that better. And the reason that I wanted to go to this question is because there is this idea that, you know, essentially you have to sit back with your hands out and pray, 
Or mm-hmm. there's this idea that you have to be like head down, hypervigilant on this path. And it really truly is a marriage of both. And I yes. really love how you spoke to at the core of it. It really is about the rooms, the environment that you surround yourself with. Because every time that I have struggled in my business, in my life, it has been putting myself in other containers connecting with other women, doing other things Mm -hmm. in other rooms that actually gave me the bridge, the breakthrough, the idea, the understanding that I was missing. And I couldn't find on my own, let alone I definitely couldn't find when I was trying to isolate myself, trying to figure it all out. And so Mm -hmm. I think that was such a perfect answer. And I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, Some of it definitely spoke to my heart. So I I was going to bail out on going to an event tonight. And I'm like, I'm I like to be home. I'm a homebody, especially having all the kids. I don't like to leave the kids, but I'm like, I need to start getting out and being around more people. So you definitely spoke to my heart on that one. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, totally. I'm glad. Okay. So your my final question for you, and then I'd love for you to let everybody know where they can find you. Um, if you are listening okay. and you're taking away incredible value from this conversation with Gretchen, which I know that you are, if you don't have two pages of notes, at least by now, you weren't listening. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But go back and definitely take some notes. There's a lot of great value in this episode. Um, and most importantly, reach out to her. Let her know what you're taking away. We mm-hmm. as hosts, We love love knowing where our message is landing, whose heart it is touching, and we love serving, supporting you in the DM. So don't be afraid. We're not, we're not going to (laughs) bite. So go let her know. Uh, But my final question for you, Gretchen, and you already kind of alluded to this, but maybe just taking it, you know, a little uh, one step further is how important is it to have somebody in your corner that is objective to your situation, like a coach? Mm Mm-hmm it it is there there's no there's there's almost no way that you're going to do it without this type of environment and and the and I want to say that with also saying you don't have to spend $10,000 to do this okay there are people out there who and I and I want you know I have high ticket programs but there are people out there who will manipulate you into thinking that if you don't invest giant amounts of money you're never going to get your breakthrough okay I do not believe that. I have invested large amounts of money. In fact, I've invested about $50,000 total into my mindset and my business. And it's not been in a short amount of time. It's been over time probably, right? So I'm definitely of the camp that investing can get you there, but I am not of the camp that investing will get you there. Okay. It can, but there's a lot that goes along with that. But if you don't have people who can show you your blind, your blind spots are what you're talking about. You're talking about self-awareness and blind spots. If you don't have those people, you are, if you could have gotten there by now, you would have been there. Okay. If you, and I tell people this all the time, if, if I could have solved this problem, like when I'm hiring somebody to help me with something, I, I just invested in something. And I said to them, if I could have solved this on my own, I would already done it. Like clearly there is something that's missing. Either I'm not seeing something or I'm I'm missing something or there's something wrong with this aspect or this piece of what this project, but I can't figure out what's wrong. So I outside input. And so you have to have outside input. If you're in a place where investing in that outside input is not available to you, right? Like maybe your budget is so tight that's not available to you. One of the best things you can do is grab a girlfriend and be like, listen, 
I need some hard truths. I need you to speak to me about this situation. Don't go to the friends that are going to be like, yeah, girl, you're, you're entitled to you. You have a right to this. You don't want those people. Okay. You want to go to the person that's like, okay, honestly, like when you're talking, it sounds like you're yelling at me. And so I think maybe when you're creating those videos, like maybe people aren't watching them because they're feeling like you're yelling. Okay. I've had to do this a lot. Okay. So I've had to do this with people where they have, um, spoken difficult things for me to hear, <laughs> you know, but <clears throat> what you have to do in those moments is just be like, okay, this is for my growth, you know, like this is for my growth. And so I have several of those trusted advisors in my life. And I would say I probably have about seven women that I, they're in different circles that I can go to and be like, Hey, can you look at this and just tell me what you're seeing from the outside. And they will straight up tell me the truth. Now, if you don't, if you're in a place where you can pay for help for that, the value of paying for help for that is that the person you're investing in, they have a vested interest in your success because they want to use you as a testimonial. Okay. They want to see their whole purpose of charging you a fee or an investment, you know, the whole purpose of them exchanging dollars for helping you is because that's their calling. God has put them on this earth for that calling. So when you pay to have somebody help you in this area, like with you, right? Like somebody pays you to do coaching, you are going to go so above and beyond to help that person to get results. You're going to get a much better help by investing in it right? Because I want you to win. If you're investing in the stuff I'm doing, I want you to win and I'm going to do whatever it takes to help you win. Your girlfriend, she'll tell you the truth, but if you win or not, it doesn't, there's no skin in it for her. Okay. She's just there to love you. So there's two levels of help that you're going to get, depending on if you just oh, go ask a girlfriend, if that's where you're at budget wise, <laughs> or if you like get professional help. But, you know, I really believe that most of the growth I've had in business is because I, bravely got out my credit card and was like, okay, God, I'm trusting that I need this help. And I also am not financially irresponsible. I can still pay my bills. So I don't believe in investing in things that are going to take away from you being able to pay your bills. But I do believe that there's sometimes you have to kind of put a scary amount of money on the line because that person is way further along and they can help pull you up. Oh my goodness. That was the perfect way to end this episode because it really is <laughs> everything that you're saying is so true. It's that the investment is that I always say the easiest part of your transformation is honestly paying a couple clicks of a button, mm -hmm. some swipes of your fingers mm -hmm. and the money is where it is, right? Money has a much different value today than it did before. And that really is the easiest part. And it's investing in someone who like the three things that you said, you know, that what they have to teach you is what you need. You know, that it can work for you. And what was the third one? Because it was really good. Um, they're more invested in your success, you yeah. know, like they, they really want to see you win. So they're going to do whatever it takes to help you win. Exactly. Oh, I love that so much. So Gretchen, can you let everybody know what you have going on and where they can find you? We're going to make it super easy yeah. for you guys in the show notes, to and send her a message. And this was honestly such a fabulous conversation. Mm, yes. Well, I have a podcast called Net Worth It. So you're already a podcast lover because you're clearly listening to this right now. So 
My favorite thing for you to do, and it's absolutely no cost to you, would be to go and search for the Net Worth It podcast. And I can give you the link for that so you can put it in people's in the show notes. And just listen to the episodes and see if there is some some value for you there. Um, each of our episodes, we um, have a call to action. We have help. Um, the second place that um, you can find me or that I guess is the best free help for you is that every week, every Wednesday, I send out an email with some God truths about business and a technology tip because technology is a big piece of growing a business these tips about like how to link your technology and business and different resources that we use. Um, so it's like a great way to really grow your life. So if you're just there for the personal growth, you'll get that. And if you're there for business growth, you're going to get a lot of tips about how, you know, we, we use technology in our business. So um, that email list, I can send you the link to get on the email list. But otherwise, if you just want to message me or talk to me um, on Instagram, um, Gretchen underscore Heinen, and I'll get you that too. So you can have that. So yeah, all three of those. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here with us today. It was such a beautiful conversation and I can't wait for everyone to be able to tune into this. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Before you go, I would love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. It helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world. And I am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week. Until next time, don't forget to find the magic in today.